Welcome to the Sober Podcast with Ainsley Michelle. This podcast is for the former party people who want to quit drinking and take control of their health and lives. I'm a counsellor, coach, and use a combo of psychology, spirituality, and practical strategies to help you get off the grog for good. Three core struggles that I had during my getting sober phase. Hey, it's Ainsley here from Sober and welcome to Sober TV and the Sober Podcast. So today I'm going to share with you the three main struggles that I had when I stopped drinking and then I'm going to give you some tips because you may go through this as well to help you navigate through it. So number one, major social anxiety. Now, I was quite, I was, I'm kind of the extrovert introvert. And I think a lot of us are, okay? If you want to label, look, I don't really like labels, but if that's, you know, it's a good way to kind of define your own behaviors, even though an extrovert and introvert is pretty much everyone. <laughs> Let's be honest. But <laughs> I was extroverted in terms of needing to get attention and adoration and validation. I was an extrovert in terms of trying to be the biggest personality in the room. Now, alcohol helped enhance that for me. The introvert was the one that I had banished to hell because I didn't want to be seen as an introvert. I wanted to be the popular girl and the center of attention and all of that crap, right? And so what happened that when I stopped drinking, the introvert started to creep in. That, that part of me that likes my own time can be a bit of a loner, loves people, has lots of friends, but also can be happy doing her own thing because I traveled for a long time on my own as well. But the problem with it was that my social anxiety got so bad that I was going to a 50th birthday party. All of my best friends were going to be there, everyone I grew up with, right? And I had a panic attack. I couldn't, I physically couldn't get myself ready to go to this thing because I was just so in my head about what everyone thought of me. I was so worried about, you know, what am I going to talk about because I don't have alcohol anymore. But what it did, it really helped me see what it was doing to me and how much I relied on it to be someone and to fit in. And, you know, while it was a little bit of a tough time, I knew I'd get through it, especially because I was doing a lot of inner work on myself. I went, okay, I just need to find a new normal or a new me, like a new way that I interact with people. And it did take some time, but I kept at it. Like I'd have my moments where I wouldn't go out, wouldn't socialize and I'd do my inner work, but it can be very isolating. And you've got to be really careful of that because it's very easy to fall into that trap. Whereas if you join the Sober Tribe, for example, there's people in there, you can talk, you can make new friends and you've got that support there. But also in your own outside world, go to meetup groups, go and do things with people that don't drink or where the activity doesn't involve alcohol. That way you're widening your social net, which helps you feel a lot more confident in yourself and start creating a life that you love. Number two is the isolation. So I did say that. now. I did this, I really, really stopped in my hometown. And my hometown is like, it's a, got a very, very big drinking culture. Everybody, everybody I know drinks, everyone. And so when we get together, that's what we do. And so there was that time of isolation and feeling very, very alone, very isolated, but it was kind of self-imposed as well. Like I didn't have to do that. So most of the time, let's say once a month, I'd probably go out with friends. 
because I didn't want to expose myself too much back into it because again, I could relapse, right? I could just start drinking again. And so I needed to stay strong in this path, but it also gave me that time to spend doing my inner work, reading lots of books, you know, doing courses that I wanted to do. I studied counseling. I worked in disability and mental health and I did things to feel like I was getting somewhere and doing something, particularly in my work, because I knew that this is what I wanted to do. But at that time, I still was on my own journey and I didn't feel it was right to do that. Now I'm almost four years in, I've studied counseling, I've got all of these different qualifications under my belt, energy healing and whatnot. And so now I can do that. But think about this. What, what other things can you do in your life to stop feeling this isolation? Can you do a course? Can you do something to improve your career? What other things that you can do to get yourself out there, get yourself meeting people again, like I said in number one. And so it's really important to be mindful about that. Be mindful about the alone time because it might kick up feelings of loneliness, which is okay. Like you want to sit in that. You want to sit in feelings of boredom. You want to sit in those feelings of loneliness and just be with them. Be okay with being bored. Be okay with being alone because you know, the more we think I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, the more we're going to feel lonely. Whereas if we say, okay, I'm, I'm happy in my own little space. You know, I can do some nice things to my house and my yard or whatever it is. I can, you know, like I got right into DIY at the time as well. So I did up my whole backyard and I just found other things that I could throw my time and energy into other than sitting at the pub. And I got shit done and I felt really accomplished in doing those things. So find new activities, find little projects for yourself that you can really immerse yourself into. And then number three was figuring out who I was post party girl identity. So I carried this party girl identity for from when I was 13, when I had my first drink, right? I was the quintessential party girl, always the first one there, always the last to leave, the one always on the dance floor, carrying on, having a good time, right? So when I stopped, I had to change this persona and I had to shift and I was scared to go into out of this persona because it gave me a lot of benefit. I got a lot of attention out of it. Uh, you know, I had a lot of fun out of it. And so to start stepping into this new persona of who I actually was at my core was daunting and scary because it meant of letting go of this persona that got me great benefit where I wasn't getting the same kind of benefit from this persona. And so that was a real struggle. That, that was a big one because, you know, we, we like to think of ourselves as cool and fun and rebellious and all of these words and things. And now we're stepping into a realm where it's not considered cool and fun and rebellious. So you have to make peace with that. And when you make peace with that, and, and accept who you are, then you just start to feel amazing in yourself. You start to feel really proud of yourself that you can move and morph and change because we are fluid. We can change our minds in an instant and become something new the next day. We, we can let go of something that's affecting us 
and we become this solid, grounded, confident person who knows that we can do anything. If you're ready to do that, join the Alcohol Free in 30 Days Challenge. Over 30 days, I help you create this new identity and this new way of being by letting go of your need for alcohol and of believing that you need alcohol to do be or have something. I've attached the link in the comments or in the description, so just jump on it and I will see you in the next episode.